0: Everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Christian Heim podcast, where we're living for preventative mental health, love, and compassion. So glad for your company. I'm Caroline Heim and today we're continuing our series taken from the monthly live Q&As that Dr. Heim does on the Eye Health Radio channel in New York with the wonderful host Hurricane H. Now, in this episode Dr. Heim answers a caller's question about why some people control all the decisions in the Russia-Ukraine war. He explains how power corrupts psychologically and how this is repeated historically. He then talks about what this does in the brain. Very interesting what dopamine hits power gives in the brain and how oxytocin levels can start working in the brain when power is used for good. He finishes off with what motivates us to do the right thing by talking about the workings of the orbitofrontal cortex. Now that sounds really technical, but it's not. He explains it so clearly. Here we go.
1: All right, doctor. So the next question, and actually it's amazing because this is actually about the conflict. So, um, uh the current conflict worldwide so considering the ongoing conflict a couple of questions come to mind how can individuals such as leaders decide the fate of the world decide to go on a conflict and the rest of the people simply have to accept surrender and follow Uh, how does such a decision happen in the mind is there an actual psychological explanation uh next part of the question why do people choose to follow and in this case i'm referring to soldiers and supporters of such decisions who have no remorse or shame jenny florida it's a pretty deep question (laughs) complex i think yeah hurricane can you repeat the part about soldiers not having remorse or shame yeah so it says why do people uh choose to follow i guess the leaders and in this case uh, she is uh, referring to soldiers and supporters of such decision i mean the people that support the conflict uh or, or that that actually go you know i mean leaders are Either. they have troops and they command them and they they do things and it's always been historic right so so I think that's what she's probably referring to. and uh, why do they support such decisions uh, who have n- no remorse or shame? I guess yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that's the the leaders or or you know, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah yeah okay that's that's a great question. It's a very complex question. It, it
2: goes right to the heart of what makes us human. okay, so yes, we're in the midst of another dreadful conflict. And this dreadful conflict, unfortunately, Hurricane, is about the same as the conflict that we had in World War II, the conflict in World War I. It's the same as when Alexander the Great wanted to conquer the world, when the Mongols wanted to conquer the world, um, uh, uh, or when Genghis Khan wanted to um, conquer the world. Uh, A strange thing happens to human beings when they get into positions of power. When a human being gets into a position of power, they start thinking that they are superior to other human beings. And they start thinking that the ideas that they have must be superior to the people around them. And unfortunately, uh, Hurricane, we do have enough evidence to show that power does corrupt. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. And so we get to the heart of each of us and each of us battle between being a very selfish being, doing things just for ourselves, and being part of the human herd, being part of all of society so that peace can actually reign in all of society. And each of us want to make the choice. And here's the thing. While we are powerless, we tend to make the choice for the human good. The more power that we are given, the more influence that we are given, the more we get this crazy idea that the ideas that I have or that I, as a person, am superior to the people around me. And so what happens then is the power starts to say to the individual, do what you want, do what's best for you. And if you're the leader of a country and you believe that you're doing what's best for your country, then you actually start to justify your own evil decisions. And those things are going on. And Hurricane, because they go on in the heart of all of us, we haven't solved it for the world stage yet. So you'll see a lot of, a lot of analysis on the personality of Hitler. How could somebody do something like that? Or the personality of Napoleon. Uh, how could somebody do something like that? And so with all leaders, we're going to end up with this situation. We can only admire people who end up in positions of power and actually use that for good, not for themselves, but for the whole of humankind. And so we're hoping in this situation that we have enough leaders that will band together to do the good because we actually do want world peace. But all that it takes is one person in a position of power to want world domination to stuff it up for the rest of us. And if it wasn't the one person that it is at the moment, it would be somebody else. So this is why it's a very difficult thing in humans to actually overcome.
1: Doctor, it, it's it's very amazing that, to your point, it's one person or the other. There's always one, right? <laughs> or a few yeah. uh, that, that are willing to do this. And again, they, I'm sure they're convinced of, of their righteousness at a given moment. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm not even taking any side of the conflict. But at the end of the day, it's just the fact that either party, uh, to your point, we want peace most of the people you ask them they don't want war but then yeah. i think the second part of the question was about the the followers you know like just the normal yeah. folks that support it i mean you can yeah. see right now in the company there's a lot of pros and you know pro the conflict uh and the war and some are against it and everybody's pulling literally it's an arms length trans- <laughs> transaction on both sides everybody's doing their own yeah. piece but then yeah. then the question again throughout history like you, you're talking about the analysis of of uh hitler and Hitler was just one man, but, but it's his troops, his generals, his followers were the ones who executed those commands and, and, and yeah. did what they did. So it's yeah. not just him. I mean, sometimes it's almost like the idea is like, there's a lot of people that want that and they just find a good leader for, for that. And they, yes. they'll follow. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. And Hurricane, what, what you just said there is very true. In a way,
2: it's like a whole group of people want a leader for their particular cause. Right. So let's take the, um, the example of Hitler and Germany in the 1930s, because Germany was left in a really bad situation after the First World War. It wasn't just Hitler, but everybody else who wanted Germans to be in a better society again. All right. Uh, once people get into positions of power, ministers in politics, generals in the army, they all have the same energy. Right, that I'm going to serve myself and my ideals. We on the internet can influence other people and we are influenced by different ideas. So what happens is because we all want to be part of the human herd, you will get a group of people and you just add nationalism to this and then add a bit of discrimination against some smaller groups in society. And all of a sudden you've got this wave of influence working and working. And the amazing thing about Hitler was how he used radio, the propaganda machine of the time. And look, it was Aldous Huxley in the 1950s who looked at what uh, Hitler did and said, you know what, we are going to head towards a world where we have so much propaganda because we have the technology. And Hurricane, we actually are in that at the moment because What we're using right at the moment, social media and the internet can be used for propaganda to influence strongly each of us so that in the heart where we have a choice between good and evil, that other people can influence us towards evil rather than good.
1: Thank you, wow, Doctor. that's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Well, you know, it's amazing. I mean, first of all, I, I'm, I'm not comparing, you know, Hitler to anyone, <laughs> even to this conflict. I think it's, it's, yeah. it's. I hope that's not that's not going to be to that level of crazy. But the issue here is like, it's it starts small. It's just two parties, but now you got a lot of involvement everywhere. Yeah and people to your point have their own opinions across the board and with the propaganda machine which is usually the media which is powerful now with social media where years back the the main machine was also controlled a little bit but now there's 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 personal influencers everywhere and everybody's got an opinion so now it's not just the politicians it's not the governments or just the media that is that is a maybe state run whatever it's more Yes. That the, the normal person that just, just sits on a coffee shop somewhere having a, a nice sip or something, they're yes. the ones also that send in their own influence, which happened even in the pandemic, a vaccine or yes. vaccine, we had that same conflict, right? So it yes. is it is just happening across the board. So there's more now than ever, I think, uh, in terms of influence yes. and opinion. Yes, yes. So so what I'm going to
2: do now, Hurricane, is go into the brain of your normal person who sits in a coffee shop and wants to become an influencer, or is influenced, right? So uh, one of the most powerful chemicals that motivate us in the brain is called dopamine. Now, usually uh, uh, Hurricane, you'll hear me talk about dopamine as the chemical that gives us pleasure, but it's not just pleasure. Well, it actually is, but let's broaden the term to motivation, because if you find a cause that motivates you and give you gives you meaning in life, you will actually Uh, feel this rush of dopamine that makes you feel very alive and very purposeful. And it's the same rush that people get when they are on amphetamines. Now, if you get, let's say, a, a horde of Vikings that are going to go plunder a village in the ninth century, those people who are about to plunder that village believe that they are doing it for a motivational purpose which suits their own ends. So, unfortunately, they actually feel great wonderful they are filled with dopamine so all of us are prone to the effects of dopamine all of us want to be influenced by dopamine because it feels so good when you are with a group of people uh, at let's say a nationalistic rally it's like being with a group of people at a rock concert it is an amazing amount of pleasure and the pleasure is i am part of something big i am part of this this is history And this partly explains why some people will actually give up the choices that they could make in their brains and go with somebody who seems to have all the answers for them at that particular time. So now I want to go to another chemical. The chemical is oxytocin. This is the chemical that mediates love and trust in all of us. Um, The love that a mother feels for an infant is mediated by oxytocin. If we make a business deal and we shake hands and we feel good about the deal we've just made, that feeling is mediated by oxytocin. Now, the thing is that whenever you meet another human being and you make a connection with them and you feel for this person, those feelings are mediated by oxytocin and you feel kind of together with that person. And the more of those experiences we could have, the less warlike experiences we could have, because it is very difficult to try to kill somebody that you just feel that you've made a good connection with. right? So even when we're meeting people for the first time, a stranger, you shake hands, you share a cup of tea or coffee or ale with them, whatever it happens to be, just some sort of a drink, or you share a meal with them, this is all very relaxing for the brain. And while you've got a drink in your hand, it's hard to go for your weapon, right? So all of these rituals that we have among strangers are to get oxytocin flowing so that we can feel that we can move towards friendship rather than enemy. But we can all be influenced by dopamine, by radio, television, or the internet to rile up this idea that there are people out there that are our enemies, and then we actually could go to war rather than have peace on Earth.
1: Sorry, <laughs> oh, it's, it's pretty big stuff, isn't it? I, I know. I mean, it's like it's like you know, just amazing. And and and, and people does I mean, it's we're complex. I mean, we're just complex yes. beings. And, and and those chemicals can have the same effect one way or the other. So it's it's unfortunate that that someone can use that same brain function and and yes. apply it in in, in Probably not the right way. Thinking that that is the right way, and that's that's. And again, yes. some people say, "Well, what is the right way?" You know, I'm yes. right, you're right. So now, you know, we we both kind of <laughs> are at the, at a crossroad here. We can't even figure it out. So it is tough. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it strangely enough, it's not as tough as it it actually sounds.
2: Okay, because we we tend to think, okay, we've got all these differing points of view. All right, but the idea to do the right thing in life and to do good in life, is almost universal. In fact, Sam Harris wanted to argue that that is scientifically innate in all of us. But people who want to do the right thing because God tells them to, or people who want to do the right thing because then you get the most amount of good for the most amount of people, or people who want to do the right thing because that's kind of a contract that we made as human beings to live in society together, All of those people actually agree that it is right to do the right thing. There are very few people that actually believe that it is right to do the wrong thing. Unfortunately, we are still capable of doing the wrong thing. And each of us battle this in a small way in ourselves rather than just on the world stage. So I'm going to come back again to the brain, all right? Because we have an amazing part of the brain and it sits right out in front of our brain, it sits right over our eye socket, and it's called the orbitofrontal cortex, which basically means the crusty bit in the front just over our eyes, and it is this place that, in a simplified way, we make choices. We make choices based on our thinking. We make choices based on our feeling. But more than anything, Hurricane, we actually make choices based on our values. And if we give up that choice to the influence of people on the internet, then we're actually giving up our humanity. So to everybody out there, what I do want to say is keep your orbitofrontal choices. Make choices that you believe are right.
0: So that's all for today. I feel Dr. Heim really brought home how important your choices are. So what are your thoughts on this? Do you feel powerless and want to do something, or is it so far away from your world that it doesn't affect you? That's okay. We each have our own wars to fight and battles to choose. As we always told our boys when they were growing up, that when bad things happened to them, and they did... The most important thing was always what they can learn from what happens so that it wouldn't happen again next time. Gee, history would be very different if we all adopted that philosophy. If you like these podcasts, please subscribe, spread the word, and recommend them to others. See you next time.